Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st. 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. The volume. What up, y'all? T-Bob here from Snaps, presented by FanDuel, your new favorite college football podcast. But I'm here to talk NFL because it is playoff time and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. Trust me, I would know. I've been handing out losing bets all year long on FanDuel, and what I've learned is, look, the app is safe, secure, it's easy to use, okay? They have a ton of great offers, boosts, and more all month long. When you do win, you get paid fast. And the best part is you can really play however you want to play. And I, and I mean that quite literally. If you love futures, those are there for you. If you love to parlay multiple games, that's there for you. If you like same game parlays because you just want to watch one primetime game with a lot of action, a lot of juice, uh, spread, money line over, unders, totals, player props, everything, live betting. You get to the game late and you want to, it's all there for you on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. So, Try out the same game Parlay Plus while you're there and download FanDuel now, which is now live in Ohio. That's right. If you are signing up for the first time, use the promo code SNAPS for great deals. And what are you waiting for? Download the FanDuel app today to start making every moment more. Well, well, well. Ha, ha. Welcome in to a brand new edition of Snaps. And if the chat is any early indication, it will be a very celebratory edition of Snaps as we are joining you. What's today's date? Today is the 10th, January 10th, 2023. Uh, About 11 years ago on this day, I was fresh off losing a national championship. 11 years to the day the Georgia Bulldogs win their second national championship in a row. Uh, of course, the Snaps, your new favorite daily college football podcast. We are here on the Volume uh, Sports Podcast Network as well as Volume Sports YouTube channel. Love being here. Got to hang out with Papa Colin last night. It was awesome. I'm one of your hosts, T-Bob Bear, an LSU man, a man of class and culture. And then there is my co-host, Mr. Aaron Murray, Georgia Bulldog legend, 
ESPN personality, and now once again, national champion. Mm, Aaron, how are we feeling this morning, man? I feel great. Two things. One, uh, you say man of class. Please, for those who did not go back and watch last night's show with Colin, uh, it was awesome to kind of get his reactions. He specifically called T-Bob a wild man. Yes. Wild man. That's yes. So yes. I, I don't know how those two things kind of go together. No, look, that's uh, it. I mean, come on, come on. We're not, we're not, we're not idiots. That's that's no, no, no. That's the dynamic. We're not idiots. It's it's a classic Tommy Boy setup, right? No, you it, get is. Farley, it is. Farley, you get David Spade. Yeah, yeah. I'm Farley. Yeah, Farley. Farley but, is a man of class I don't and think culture. Farley, just because you don't, I don't think class. no, just because you don't class. agree no, 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 class. with his style of class or his style of culture. Yes, we may be a bit outside the accepted norms of you straight laced nerds, uh, but no, class and culture one and the same. Maybe just a bit of a wilder class and culture. Yeah, just very, very extreme. All right, so that's first off. Second off, I, I, I feel. I feel weird. Like, yes, I wore the uniform. Yes, I played at University of Georgia for four years, starting quarterback, this that, and the other. But like to call me a national champion, does that go? Because like I view myself as a fan now. Like, I, yes, I'm a letterman. I'm an alum. So but I didn't. I wasn't on the field. I didn't win a championship. I'm not going to get a ring. How that does is that why. Work? No, no, but that is why I'm calling you a national champion because I'm saying that to the fans. Because those are okay. the people who get to share in this national championship. Okay. Okay. You get to okay. walk around for the next year. You get to talk crap to all of your SEC brethren. You get to puff your chest out and say, look at us. Look at us. And you can use the us. Uh, because if you're a fan of Georgia, yeah, you're in that but number, man. You don't yeah, win a natty just for the team. I'm not saying you get a ring. I'm not saying you get on, on, no, on the I team know. photo. But no, you this is my thing. But, but, you know, yeah, yeah, you so I get this comment. But I, I, I do get this comment. Like when I do, I feel like I've said this in the past, not on shows, but like just in public with like buddies that maybe went to other schools. And I was like, yeah, we're the champs. I'm like, no, you weren't. You, you never won. You, you weren't, your team lost to Alabama in 2012. Like they always give, they always saw that dig. Like, no, no, you're not a part of that team. So, so, like, so that's I where, like, okay, that's ahead. where you're, you're almost excluded ironically because you actually played, right? Yes. Like if you had not yes. actually played, nobody would have any trouble saying we, nope. or you would not have any trouble saying we are champions, this or that. Uh, but let go of that. It doesn't matter. As you said, you are a fan. I'm a fan. I'm not a journalist. I'm a fan of college football. I try to be an entertainer. I don't try to break news. I don't try to be right on stories. I try to be careful. I'm not out here just trying to like spread misinformation and just make a mess of everything. But no, I'm a fan and I, I try to be an entertainer. And, and like, and, and so that allows us to say that, no, yeah, we won the national gym. You best believe when LSU was on that run, my gums were flapping constantly. You, you should have seen this uh, wedding that I went to in Columbus, Georgia, uh, just a couple of late. It was like at the end of the season, but before the natty, it's all Georgia fans, all Auburn fans, because they existed in this like little triangle. And I, I mean, the entire. Ba, 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 da, go time just yelling at people just getting after him dude because we were good so in that same way aaron you can absolutely I appreciate use we that. you're not Thank somehow you. excused because you are you're not excluded because you you played for them if anything that's even yeah, I more thought, I, thought, I feel like i'm inclusive. like in limbo i'm like in that in between like you said i'm a former player turned fan didn't win it when i was on the field and people still view me as a former player, not as a fan. I, I, so it's hard for yeah. me to take credit. It's like that. It's just it's a weird 
position where it. I don't want to feel like I'm like 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 on the tailcoats of these guys who have actually gone out there and won it as a former player trying to live the glory that I never got to achieve. So I did go through, I, I know where you're getting at, right? I mean, obviously, as I yes. said, uh, 11 years ago to this day, I was a key part of a team that lost a national championship very badly. And then when you won it in 2019, there was a bit of awkwardness, maybe a bit of jealousy about, wow, these guys actually did it. They actually got across the finish line. And you, you don't want, essentially, you don't want to feel like you are stealing valor, right? You don't want a stolen yes. valor. Yep. their national championship but i don't think you're doing that um look at everybody in the chat here with us today red and black dog whipmaster heart uh mary powers christopher david light dog and then we got a mixture of lsu and georgia in here josh reimer dennis Jer uh darris senior rob d but a lot of them are uga fans and you are in that number as well and if you are a uga fan today you just witnessed your team put together the biggest ass whooping in national championship mm. history mm. to win back-to-back -back national championships to only have one loss now in two years and to have a future that looks as bright as we have seen arguably even brighter than bama coming out of 2012 i mean i mean th yep. there is today is a day where if you were a georgia bulldog fan um student alumni whatever today is your day so so do not be beholden to some sort of uh limits that you are putting on yourselves like you, you you can worry about that later today you should be dancing in the streets and 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 hugging your neighbor and walking around honking horns and barking at other adults uh but not in the furry sense which i had to explain to you yesterday mm. in the in the georgia bulldog sense so yeah today's your day man go live it up all right we I lost appreciate that. well i will continue to live. i've i have not slept I may have slept two hours last night. Like I had such a high, I, I honestly felt like, you know, after a game, like you, it's hard to go to sleep. It's hard to unwind. Yep. You know, I kind of get the same thing as, as, you know, when I broadcast games, it usually takes me a little bit to kind of settle down after doing it, especially, you know, when you do a big time game, you know, last night, you know, I went to a Georgia event. Um, obviously we had our late night show with Colin. And then afterwards I'm like, I, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to bed. It's, it was like midnight at the time. And yeah. I go to bed. I'm literally in bed for like an hour and a half. I can't sleep. I'm like, screw it. I'm going to go feed the baby got up you know did a little dream feed two o'clock in the morning you know she finished put her back down went back downstairs i'm just like laying in the bed invited the dogs up petted the dogs for like an hour they're loving it and finally fell asleep <laughs> like at you know 3 a.m i'm just like man i just i was so wound up and so just yeah. remind me like last year so so last year we're in indianapolis and and georgia won and it is a shit show we're having a blast we're at the team hotel you know we're, we're getting after we're having a good time and it's like five o'clock in the morning. I'm like wide awake. Like I'm, I'm juiced. Uh, so I took a coffee. I said, screw it. I'm going to just start driving home. You know, I've been up for like 24 <laughs> hours. So I, you know, I got in my car and started driving back from Indianapolis back to, to, to Atlanta. Mm. And like, I text my wife, like I'm in the car, I'm driving. And she woke up like at seven, right? She goes, Aaron, go to a hotel now and go to bed. So I pulled over, I found some random hotel, you know, went to Good bed call. for probably an hour, woke up, finished the drive. And I was so exhausted. This is the best part. So I'm exhausted. I'm getting calls from TV TV stations and radio shows like, hey, jump on, jump on. So like, I forgot, like Fo local Fox or ABC or whatever it is, you know, said, hey, can you pull over the side of the road and do a Zoom call? So I'm like, sure. <laughs> so I pulled over at some random gas station. I'm exhausted. I'm emotional. <laughs> 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 I smell. I look like shit. 
And uh, they start asking me questions about Stetson. Obviously, the hug, the embrace after the game. And they're like, you know, what, what did that mean? You know, your relationship with Stetson and, and that moment and beating Alabama. And like, I'm so physically exhausted. I start crying on the Zoom call. I mean, you can't get I'm so tired that I'm just literally like bawling, like, oh my God, I'm on the side oh of the highway. Cars God. are passing. People are like looking at me like, what the hell's wrong with this guy? Decked out in UJ gear. And I'm like, oh, I'm just so, so proud of him. And like, it was just such an yeah. awesome embrace. And I'm like, oh my God, I need to stop taking interviews until like tomorrow until I get like 12 hours of sleep. So, um, bro, you cannot yeah. be worried about saying we, if you literally <laughs> shed tears after being asked about a Stetson hug, like you're not going to get any more ridiculous than that. Like if you weren't self-conscious, I was there, pure exhaustion, go, exhausted. Oh my I, um, God, I was so tired. I think the only time that I ever cried on air is very random. I was hungover. We used to do this movie podcast called real friends, like movie real, get it awful concept. You had to watch like three movies a week to keep up with the conversation. Just an awful, awful concept. But uh, we watched Family Stone. I love Family Stone. It's Chris's movie, but there is a um, very the Sarah Jessica Parker vehicle. Yes. Have you ever seen Family Stone, Brum? I know we're you know we're mm. me and Brum are both kind of movie nerds. We talk about it a lot. Sure. Um, mm -hmm. It is cheesy, but it has an incredible heart. Okay, and it is wonderful. And again, it's a movie I come from a big family, so I think I kind of relate to it. But um, in that movie, Diane Keaton has breast cancer, and uh, there is a scene where who is um who is the actor, Judd? Uh, mm, God mm. damn it, Coach. Who is Coach from the old sitcom? Brum. Stand by. Uh, mm. God, I'm gonna have to watch a movie tonight. I am. Whatever. It's 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 immaterial to the story. The point is, there's a scene where Craig the husband Nelson. Nelson. Craig. Yes, Craig T. Nelson. Thank you, Craig T. Nelson. Dan Diane Keaton are in bed. Diane Keaton has breast cancer. They've been married forever. They have this big family. And she is talking to him about how she's scared. Like she is legitimately scared of dying. Yeah. And, and, he, and he caresses her and they're holding one another. And I've been more my wife, so I was like 16. That's literally like my biggest fear in the world. I started talking mm. about all this during this podcast, filming it. And I didn't just start like tearing up. I started sobbing. <laughs> Actively <laughs> sobbing, like it's cracking up. You can see the fear in her eyes. Like it was, it was uh, bad. Uh, so, hey, man, look. Sometimes, sometimes you just gotta let it out. Sometimes you gotta let it go. Gotta let it just out. gotta let it go. It's a good movie. But it's a good movie. Everybody, shut up. All right, look. Let's get into the actual game uh, because what we witnessed last night was something pretty interesting right uh the season ended in the exact same way it began uh think back to the beginning of snaps here and maybe we've been doing a couple weeks maybe like a month at a time week one was finally here we were so excited i remember being in my new mm -hmm. office my new computer and i'm like watching all the games and oregon uga comes on we're like whoa dude let's go quality football and uga smashed mm. smashed oregon and at the time that week my big whole takeaway that night, as we did our first snap Saturday night show, was UGA announced itself as a dragon of the realm, right? That uh, they basically said, look, we are now in the benefit of the Dow Club. It does not matter who we lose. I don't care how many draft picks. I don't care coaches. We will always reload, and we will always be better than you. There's only a couple schools that were there, right? Maybe Clemson, Florida at the time, they're out. We said at the time, though, Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, maybe we still thought Oklahoma could have been, 
Um, they're out in the club. And, and so that's the point of all this. It began in that way, but over the season, those people got picked off one by one. Finally, it was UGA slaying Ohio State in a dragon-on-dragon battle. And then last night, they proved to you they will suffer no rivals. They are the unquestioned class of college football. David Pollock tells it to Nick Saban at his face at halftime, Mm. uh, basically saying the age of Kirby is here. The age of Saban is over. The season ends in the same way it began with Georgia absolutely decimating a quality opponent. Oof. Yeah, it was uh, it was ugly. Like I'm a I'm a you know, I love the stats, and I just want to read. Like I didn't realize the stats were that bad till three in this morning as I'm just laying in bed, petting the dogs, trying to like re- regroup and see what the hell's going on in life. And I kind of look at what actually went down. Like, okay, what what why did Georgia have so much success in this game versus TCU? So I go to you know go to ESPN, pull up the stat thing, and you know first downs thirty two to nine, third down conversions nine to thirteen compared to two of eleven total yards. 589 to 188 589 yards to 188 36 rushing attempts uh obviously the three turnovers i mean it just it looked to me if you didn't watch the game didn't know the score and you just looked at the like the, the box score you would say okay this must have been like a varsity team facing a jv team this must have been a a, a power is what five it is, team though. It was. It was like a Power <laughs> Five team going against an, an FCS team, and you're like, this this could not have been the national championship. This could not have been the supposed two best teams in America, but it was. And Georgia played as good as they could have played. And we said it all year when Georgia plays this type of football game, when Georgia brings all the guns and all the weapons, and when Todd Munkin is dealing as a coordinator, when Stetson's feeling himself, and when you got all the motions and shifts and guys, you know, essentially wide-ass open, when this defense plays the level they can play to, there is no one in the country that can play with them. If Georgia would have faced Michigan last night, Georgia would have won by 20-plus points. If Georgia would have faced Ohio State or Alabama last night, I think they would have won by about 10 points, double digits. Yeah, Georgia's the best team in the country, maybe even more the best team in the country. Did they look like that all year? No, this was a team. I I said it multiple times during the season when they want to turn it on, when they hit that on switch, there's no one that can compete with them. They can score when they want. They can stop you when they want. They can make plays on both sides of the football. There are very few teams that can make it a competitive four quarter game. And, and and when Georgia's playing a plus football and last night was one of those occasions where TCU, man, they did not have the caliber of player to complete compete with Georgia. They they I'm not gonna say they they belong, they they did belong there. I will say that. Like they yeah. deserve to be in the national championship. They just didn't have the players to compete with Georgia. It's just it's so, it, it sucks. So this is one thing about TCU being there. And, and probably my least favorite part of all of this is the revisionist history of why was TCU there in the first yeah, place? They didn't no, deserve no. to be TCU beat Michigan. Nobody questioned if Michigan deserved to be there. Why? Because Michigan went undefeated and beat the hell out of Ohio State and won the Big Ten. The same Ohio State team that had Georgia on the ropes and arguably should have knocked them out, but Georgia has attained that level of team where, like, even in the long odd situations, they're just never quite dead. They always find ways to win. You saw it during the height of the Saban dynasty. This is Georgia saying, okay, we're there now as well. Uh, But Michigan went undefeated in the Big Ten. They smashed Ohio State. TCU beat that team. That legitimized them. If they had lost yep. early, okay, if they had lost, if this is a 1-4 that went this way, then it would have been like, ah, they didn't really deserve to be there. What you witnessed yesterday was not about TCU. 
It's about UGA. And it's about what yep. happens when a coaching staff gets the most out of elite talent. And again, for all the micro-focus that we had, individual players, individual matchups, trying to create pathways that maybe TCU could affect this, at the end of the day, none of it mattered. Because when you zoom out to the macro, Georgia has 77% of the roster that are made up of blue chippers. TCU, mm. 28%. Nearly triple that of the Horn Frogs. So if you're talking about, yeah, it felt like a varsity versus JV match, in a lot of ways, it is almost literally a varsity yep. versus J JV match. And, and, and if you're coming after TCU today, my question is why? I, I, I want to go after the teams that underperform, okay? I want to go after the teams that underperform. Like Texas A&M, they're fourth on the blue chip ratio chart. You know who the top three are? Mm. Ohio State, Georgia, and Alabama. A&M's fourth, awful. Oklahoma's top 10, awful. Like those are the teams that should be getting shit yep. on. Uh, TCU overachieved. They did way yep. more than they should have been able to with that roster, and there is nothing wrong with that. The problem is if, if, if you have a more talented team and your coaches maximize that talent, it does not matter what the lesser talented team does. TCU could not have done anything because Georgia was playing at its best at Ohio. It's funny, you know, Cowherd last night, Aaron told us about um, how Sean Payton texted him, which right, right? And was like, yeah. I love when I have a good team that wins a close game, which they play poorly because I can hammer him the next week. So you got peak Georgia because they had to survive the brush with death against yep. Ohio State. Uh, you know who else backed it up this morning? So LSU women's basketball coach Kim Mulkey. She's a legend. She has a ton of national championships. I didn't lead her into this. I asked her, and and she basically said the same thing, that that brush with death with Ohio State allowed Kirby Smart to achieve maximum Georgia at the right time yep. and basically make this game unwinnable for TCU. Yep. So you can talk all the TCU shit you want, but they deserve to be there. They overachieved. And if I'm not criticizing them, it's not because they're not a big enough brand to criticize. It's because in my view, objectively, they overperformed. And, and they got the most yep. out of – they got more than anybody could have fathomed that roster getting. Uh, criticism should go to all the other schools that are named your A&Ms, your, your Oklahomas, yep. your Texases, these top 10 teams that play like top 65 teams. So, so I, I, I think we both agree that like TCU belonged to be in this football game. They, they, they had the resume. Listen, Alabama, were you a top two, three team in the country? Yeah, you were. I still think right now, today, when you kind of look back at the season, rewind the three best teams in America are Georgia, Ohio state, in Alabama. And I know Ohio State lost to Michigan. I still think if that those two teams matched up, you know, 10 times, I think Ohio State wins it six out of the 10 times. I still think they have better players to, to have the ability to win a championship. And obviously they showed their ability to match up with Georgia. I think Alabama is, is not as good as Georgia this year, but they, they could match up and make it a more interesting game. Like I said earlier, if you Georgia face all three of those teams, Michigan would probably get beat the huh. worst. Alabama and Ohio State would kind of be in the same spot. Um, a little bit don't with worry, kind of the, the, the stars on Georgia's offense. not Georgia's not facing all three of those teams. They are not next year, at least. We can no. talk about that uh, twenty-three before, Georgia before schedule in a second. That. <laughs> but but I think what most fans are upset it with is not the fact that that TCU lost. Like everyone expected them to lose. Like come on, like this yeah, is yeah, yeah. this is Georgia, the blue chippers, the the you know Vegas told us all. Um, and speaking of Vegas, Aaron told, uh, for you. Those Aaron who told you the entire yeah. time, dude. 
Yeah, but it, for those, you know, didn't want to listen to us, that four-leg parlay yesterday hit big for the dogs. Nice little payday to finish the year off for, for team snaps. Well, anyways, it's the way in which they lost. I think that's what's kind of tripping people up right now. It's not that they lost. It's the fact they lost 65 to 7, <laughs> that they lost by 58 <laughs> points. 58 points. Ooh. This is the shit that I did in high school against teams, T-Bob, like where you yeah. just scored on every possession and they didn't score on you. Like that is what is still like, man, how bad did this hurt college football? Because we go back a week before – and we were praising the playoffs. We were praising the fact that we had two incredible games. And, you know, hey, man, we're so excited for the expanded playoffs. And you know, this is going to be good for college football. Then, bam, all of a sudden, seven days later, we're getting the worst blowout in, in college football championship history. So it, it, it did hurt think, college football a little it, bit mm, to see this game. It's, mm, it, I mean, it. Mm. it hurt it. Yeah, no, 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 no. Okay, look, look. 58 points. 58 points. The game was over after the first quarter. I don't disagree that it hurt college football, but the problem is uh, there's no great fix here. Now, now certainly a 12-team playoff uh, would be a partial that. fix uh, because it would lead to a better game. But again, like we just said, yeah. right, we think Georgia probably beats anybody by 10 at least last night. So it doesn't It would really be a better change. game, though. It would be a yeah, better game. Yeah, but it doesn't game. change that much. Ultimately, college football, like we, we touched on it last night, but yeah. College See, football. I disagree with this, though. Well, well, no, hold, on, hold, on, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I, I can with it. The reality of college football is that there are haves and there are have-nots. And the, yeah. and the, and, and the history um, the history proves that, right? It, it is uh, the majority of the time the, the, the kind of success in power and money is concentrated in a very few schools. And there are no salary caps. There's no draft order where the worst team gets to pick first. Like, there's, there's nothing to stop. Georgia from riding this momentum, Kirby raising even more money, uh, NIL come, you know, raising more NIL money, more money for facilities, more buy-in because the return on investment is there because they're winning. People are happy. Yep. Like, no, things can spiral out of control where you can have a couple of teams that are outliers compared to the vast majority of the college football. But, but so, so like a part of this is just a natural function of the system and you're never going to change the system. Maybe there's some sort of federal congressional policy that takes place that could seek to cap NIL. But even then, there are antitrust lawsuits like waiting to yeah, be fired NIL's off. So I, I don't on the West Coast. The, the NIL is working in the West Coast. I mean, USC is a perfect example of, of that program. I know they're, 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 I would you know, put USC in brand. the elite, though, in the elite. So it's yeah. not really, NIL but, but, is not I, democratizing I, college football. It is I still, so this is, this power. is my reasoning why. Like, yeah, okay, so so I get the sense of, of yes, well, we see the same maybe five teams competing for championships. Yes, but I do think the gap, while it may not completely close, will get, you know, a little bit closer to get a little narrower in the sense of, you know, I always give the example of, of Bryce Young. If Bryce Young was a recruit right now from the state of California and he's looking at USC and the success of Caleb Williams and the excitement around the Trojan football – He's probably not going to Alabama because he can stay on the West Coast and go out there and 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 fight right. for a championship and fight for the thought of getting into the playoffs. Expanded playoff is going to give the opportunity for teams on the West Coast to keep players on the West Coast. The best players in the country are in the Southeast, like this this little you know Florida, Georgia, Louisiana, Alabama. You know you can kind of carve out Texas a little bit in there as well, especially with Texas and you know A and M becoming a part of the SEC. Like that is the best players. 
But California has a ton of talent, especially in the skill position no area. You know, that may not win you a championship. We've seen, you know, you know what Lincoln Riley's trying to do at Oklahoma and, and California, but at least can get you, it can get you dancing. It can make you interesting and, 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 and maybe give the fan base some sense of hope that we can achieve this ending goal of making it to a championship. For me to follow you down there, Aaron, I need, like, USC proving that, USC's always been a have. They're, the fact that they've been a have not is about more of a... What about Oregon? A, so that's what I was going to say. Well, Oregon's a bit odd because Oregon doesn't take regional buy-in to get the finances needed. They have Phil Knight, right? Like, yeah. the Nike factor is impossible to separate mm -hmm. with Oregon. Like, like, NIL, yes, works perfectly for Oregon. So to your point, that would be a school that could move into the haves that was not there previously. I need a more see like a Washington. Like, if Washington can leverage the current era, and they've been good in the past as well, but they've never, like, stayed. And they're going to be good next year. True have. That's what I'm saying. Yep. I agree, and I love when they're yep. good. Yep. Um, yep. So if, if Washington can become, like, a legitimate year-in and year-out power, then maybe it has been a bit more democratized. I'm getting credit for it. But it's like you said, man, all the best players are in the Southeast. All the national championships right now reside pretty much in the Southeast. Community-wise, the Southeast is where the buy-in is. It's where the finances are. And, 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 and then, and then like LA becomes interesting because, okay, maybe even like if you get 2% of buy-in in Los Angeles, that could equal 80% buy-in at LSU just because the volume of yeah. it. Right. So, so I, I, but, but, but I do think we're going to have a handful of teams, but again, accept that reality, accept the reality. Yeah. Then maybe there's four or five teams. That is what it is. Okay, it's not the NFL. But the path will be harder. Seven to ten teams. It's not gonna be. A, yeah, the path will be harder, and that's great. But my point is, well, they, I don't they, care. They, 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 because the thought of TCU, the thought of TCU running, winning three games against the likes of Michigan, say Alabama, Ohio State, to make it to a, a national championship game against Georgia, isn't going to happen. But but still, yeah. the 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 inclusion into the process of being in the playoffs and having an opportunity to still get the upsets against the Michigan doesn't, doesn't mean you have to make it all the way to a championship game. No, but it, it, no, you yeah, knock somebody still, out like Tulane. Yeah, Tulane would have knocked for the USC. game of football. Tulane yeah, would have knocked, knocked USC, USC out, out. to a 12 team playoff. They would not run to a championship, yeah. but that would have been awesome. Cause all of a sudden have been like, Oh, Whoa, you know, people's brackets are busted. They had USC yeah. winning it. Bam. There you yeah. go. So, but, but okay. So where I was going with all this in the end though, is that I accept that reality. And it in no way diminishes college football for me. The fact that Kirby Smart in Georgia has built this true Death Star that blew up Alderaan last night does not mm. diminish the sport as a whole. Because I'm not here just for Star Wars and New Hope. I'm here for it all. I'm here for the cartoons. I'm here for the books. I'm here for the comic books. Like, I'm here for all of bowl season, right? The, all these lesser games that we watched and we're hanging on the thread of watching like two seven and six teams battle. Mm -hmm. I'm here for Iowa and Kentucky not having a quarterback and sweating out an under in which somehow it goes to 21-0 early on only for nobody to score again. Like, um, I, it, it's again, time is a flat circle. It goes back to the week one post-Saturday show that we did in which we jumped around to the Appalachians to check in on App State in a crazy game there, right? We were in East Carolina watching NC State escape by the skin of their teeth. Then we were in the Georgia Dome watching the big dogs, you know, the dragon of the realm emerge. Like college football is great because it's not all the same. I love the NFL. It is without a doubt premier football. And it's easy to get into. There's 32 teams. It's small in scope. It's easy to know the storylines, the characters, the narratives. College football is not. 
It's complex. It's crazy. It's Byzantine. But that's why it's wonderful because it's quirky. It's unique. And there's something for everyone. So, uh, yeah, is this not going to be, you know, you're never going to see a Super Bowl that's 62 to 7. Although, you know, we did see 43 to 8 not long ago, Seahawks yeah, Broncos, but you'll never see a yeah. Super Bowl like this for the most part. But that's okay because this th this single game does not define college football. College football is wonderful because it's just a ton of young men mm -hmm. who love football at varying levels of talent, all getting a chance to live out their dream. And every now and then somebody breaks through and pops up on your radar from some school that you've never heard of, or you watch some game in some setting that you've never seen. And it's awesome. So it's, it's so like in college football, it's, it's uh, weird. You almost have your cake and you eat it too. Like you get yeah. elite football at the top and then you get a bunch of fun, wild craziness in the middle. Well, honestly, like, to me, which is, I think somewhat wild is this might have been the most exciting year that I've, I've you know been a part of college football with everything like yeah. the entire season, the new teams, uh, the, the 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 big time upsets that you alluded to. I thought bowl season. I mean, everyone's been poo pooing bowl season forever. I thought this was the bowl, best bowl season that I may have seen in a decade. This was the best you know first round of playoffs that we've we've ever seen in, yep. in this new playoff era. So like college football took a massive, in my opinion, college football took a massive step forward this year. It's a coincidence that also snaps came into college football this year. <laughs> so I don't, I, I just, yeah. I just, to call me crazy, call me yeah. crazy. Best season of football, snaps, best, you know, college football podcast came out yeah. together. Um, it's just good stuff. I, be like, I, listen, look, I believe that correlation, <laughs> I believe the old saying is correlation does equal causation so absolutely yeah. we caused the i mean look you're a georgia guy and they won the national championship right lsu yeah. wins the sc west despite being fifth best snaps comes into existence it's connected dots here folks speaking I mean, of which goodness we got a lot my of people goodness. hanging out in the chat absolutely love it if y'all can hit the like button let's get to 70 let's do it for, or excuse me let's get to 100 at least and then uh look i monitor the podcast reviews and one day we can read them if we want or we can come up with a bit where like there's an old part of my take bit that they did to drive reviews where it was like burn us uh but give five stars or read them on air like maybe we'll end up doing something like that but if you really want to help out the squad wherever you listen to podcasts please rate or review it i see that our reviews on apple have stalled a little bit so if you're new here please 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 if you like it if you like it obviously sub rate review that all helps sorry Aaron. um go ahead do, do you have any other thoughts before we move on to some of the other uh questions we had to get into uh go dogs I, i'm just just waiting for actually let me just do it right now i haven't done it all show Ooh, oh, no. ooh, 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 ooh. i'll tell you what i'll tell you what i can't get out of my head and it's and i don't know how i've never really heard it before who's that coming before. Yeah. down the tracks mm -hmm. it's, it's very catchy down. It's the mean machine in red and black. Ain't nothing finer in the land. Then that drunk, obnoxious Georgia fans go dogs. And it's a cheer that had to just fall on deaf ears and be a bit pathetic. But now with the back-to-back natties, it just you can do anything. You can do anything. You can even do that dumbass cheer and seem cool. Uh, it is up there in terms of earworm that is up there with Rocky top. Like immediately after I made yeah. fun of you for it last night, you stepped away oh, and Rocky I caught my brain, oh, I can't my brain Rocky went top. on autopilot oh. and I started singing it, uh, once again, J lab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are perfect for calls, listening to podcasts and working out. They are built for every single moment. J lab is proud to partner with powerhouse college athletics.
UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals, JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools, showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Oh, yes, the college football season may have ended, but NFL wildcard weekend is here. What's up, y'all? T-Bob from your favorite college football podcast, Snaps, sub to the pod. And the easiest way to get into the playoffs is with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Check us out. New customers, you join today, you get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. I mean, come on, dude. Are you kidding me? So you sign up, download FanDuel, sign up with the promo code SNAPS, and again, a $5 bet will get you $150 in free bets. And if you don't know, uh, look, you can gamble however you want at FanDuel, right? Uh, whether it's same-game parlays, multiple-game parlays, futures, you want to choose who's going to be the champion, player props if you don't care about the spreads. Like, it's all there for you this weekend. I'm going to hand you some off-the-top winners here. Seahawks plus the 10 in San Fran. I like Trevor Lawrence and the Jags to upset the Chargers. Again, give me the Dolphins 
plus the 10 and a half. Vikings minus the three. Bengals minus the six and a half. And Bucks plus two and a half. There you go. I just picked the whole board for you. You could do that by betting $5 and get $150 in free bets. And if you want to do a same game parlay, just combine a bunch of bets and then make a bunch of money or a multiple game parlay. Look, it's safe, secure, super easy to use. FanDuel is also now live in Ohio. So make sure you get in on the action with all the great offers for you now throughout January. Football fans, come on, y'all. Don't miss out. Place that first $5 bet. Get $150 in free bets, win or lose, with promo code SNAPS. And let's make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Okay, let's see here. Uh, Bill Bobbitt back into the chat. Ask Aaron, uh, why doesn't UJ have an original fight song? Uh, they literally play I've Been Working on the Railroad every first down. Do they really? I know. Um, I don't know about that one. I don't, you understand the question? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, all right. A couple questions that we put together for um, to, for last night's game, some, some, some kind of uh, topics to play with here. Aaron, uh, we'll start with one that I'm sure is close to your heart, uh, given your tearful um, anecdote from earlier. And it's close to many of the listeners in here's hearts. And that is, how would you define Stetson Bennett's legacy after this second national title? So this has been driving me crazy. I've, I've listened to a lot of people today, and, and I disagree with every single one of them. Um because they keep trying to make this a who's a better professional quarterback and that that is what makes you a great college quarterback like that's the discussion oh well he's not he's not uh he's not caleb williams he's not bryce young he's not an nfl quarterback so that means that he should not be considered one of the greatest college quarterbacks of all time shut the hell up this isn't the nfl i'm not worried about setson bennett being uh, a super bowl champion all i give a damn about is what Setson did wearing a Georgia uniform. That's all yep. that matters. Stop trying to make this into who's going to be the better player in the NFL. It is stupid. It is stupid. We play college football, not NFL football. I just, Tell them. It's the dumbest argument. The dumbest argument. They're two different games. Two different games. Two different leagues. So what hey, Stetson Bennett did in college as a college quarterback at the University of Georgia is some of the best football you'll ever see for a college quarterback in big time games in big time moments has done it better than anyone else that has worn the Georgia uniform has more rings trophies MVPs he's the greatest dog that has ever worn the red and black I don't give a damn if he never makes it into the NFL we're talking about college football not yeah. NFL potential so Stop making this about that. That's it. Put, put put a name out there, Aaron. Who are we talking to? We're talking to somebody. You're not talking to I'm talking the like air. everyone. Everyone is saying that. Like, that's a, so so name some names. I want to get some podcast beef going. I'm not getting podcast beef going. Is it Joel Klatt? Joel is Klatt. Is it Joel Klatt? <laughs> <Yes. laughs> is it Eric Gaines? I listen to Joel on Mondays just to piss me off when I walk the dogs in the morning. Like it's how I rev my engines every Monday morning. Like I put on Joel and I just get really pissed off because of his hate for for all things SEC. His One of jealousy these days I'm gonna play the Fox SEC. College theme song and Joel Klatt's gonna just come like, out like it's a wrestler. Yeah, I'm like, oh my oh, gosh, but that's that's no excuse. He's not an he's not gonna make it to the NFL. He's not like this is college, Joel. This isn't yeah. the NFL. 
Yeah, I think that's look, all man, I'm focused I, I, on. This small bubble. So it it seems a little wild uh, when Aaron says that he's arguably the best Georgia Bulldog of all time, maybe even probably the best Georgia Bulldog of all time. But when you think about it, quarterbacks who win championships, even if they're not good, right? A la, I mean, look, I, mm, this is a relative good, okay? Because I'm about to say A.J. McCarron's not good. You know what I mean. A.J. McCarron's obviously good, but he's not like – he wasn't great even in college, right? He was not overwhelming, uh, in any sense, but, 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 but quarterbacks that win championships in college, um, get remembered and they immediately get huge bumps. It's the most important position. Yep. You led your team to victory, but where Stetson separates and the true legends separate quarterbacks mm-hmm. who dominate in those championships achieve immortality. And the stat that I keep going back to, because it is mind blowing is that Stetson Bennett played in four college football playoff games. And one MVP all four games. That is unquestioned greatness. That is being at your best when your team needed it most. And and and, and that's how you get a statue. And that's how you end up on the top of these greatest yep. of all time lists. It's uh it, it's that's I mean like again, I, I agree with you, and you cannot come after Stetson's college resume. There's just no no attack. Look at his look at his performances in big time games against ranked teams when he's asked to play yeah. his best football. Like, was he a part of a team that had the best defense the past two years? And yeah, so he wasn't asked to maybe do as much, but when his number was called in big time games, there's not many quarterbacks that I would want with the football in my hand than Stetson Bennett. He finds a way to win in the fourth quarter. Like, like what? It just, it, it blows my mind that the narrative was made so long ago that this kid is a walk-on, so he's not talented, so he doesn't deserve to be in any any kind of consideration for anything because of how he started. <laughs> and that is so far from the truth, man. He is talented. I think he's talented enough to to make a roster at the next level. He He's smart. He's athletic. He has great arm strength. I think he Go could some, surprise people. But once again, this isn't about NFL. This is about college football um and 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 you know even Colin last night said i mean there's plenty of great college footballs and i'm seeing people in the chat like well aaron you sucked in the nfl like yeah i did i wasn't a great nfl player doesn't mean uh, well, i wasn't okay, a great wait, wait, college hold on, hold on, no 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 but i'm also going to get this conversation this, but i want to get in this conversation like there it's two different things they, like yes not everything yeah. translates to the nfl but does it Fair. mean that you aren't worthy to be called a great college football player tim tebow was a Hell of a college football player. Being one of the best college football players. Wasn't a good NFL player. There's been plenty of guys that haven't had success. Doesn't mean that they weren't freaking studs in college football. And doesn't mean that we should say that they don't deserve our praise yep. and recognition for what they did for those four or five years at their university. Yeah. So, like, does Tebow suck? Does Tommy Frazier suck? Yeah, so like, does Tebow know, like, suck at that point? Does Vince Young <laughs> suck because yeah. he wasn't good in the NFL? Like, Come on. Yeah. Let's, let's, it's two uh, different And also, things. I mean, maybe this is just me coming from someone who almost made a roster and didn't. I mean, Aaron played multiple years in the league. So, like, what are we talking about there? Like, that's like, that's uh, mm. I, 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 everybody's journey has to come to an end at some point. Right. And if you make a roster multiple years, you're a dog. Uh, you're, you're an absolute. Oh, wow. That's maybe a little too literal, uh, given that you are actually a dog. Uh, Andy J, who is more hated by other fans, Tim Tebow or Stetson? And then he says, also, war Rocky Top and wild dog killer Eric Ainge. I don't, I don't know what that means. But 
Uh, who's more hated, Tim Tebow or Stetson by other fans? Uh, definitely Tim Tebow, right? Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Because it's not the underdog story of Stetson. Most mm-hmm. people were probably cheering for him last year against Bama. Now, you saw a little bit of the villain turn this year, right? Where people, you see how it works, Aaron. You start to win too much, and all of a sudden, look how old Stetson is. He's out here stunting yeah. on eighth graders. This is ridiculous. Right? No one said that I mean, about Hennon Hooker. No, no one said no, that about Hennon Hooker. I know. But you know no, why? Because Hennon Hooker didn't win back-to-back national championships. This is exactly what I've been I trying know, to tell you, Aaron. I know. You are the villain now. And you're going to hey, build a statue I don't, I don't, Stetson, of that villain. Stetson doesn't care. You know, like there's a reason why I stayed in the state of Georgia and didn't move to Tampa after college. You know, I love Tampa. I love the water. I miss it. Um, much prefer it. Honestly, love, love, love it. But, man, when you're a former quarterback at Georgia – you know, it is it, life is good in, in in the state, especially when you you know you do good for the community, which I've tried to do. Stetson is set, bro. Yeah, like yeah, Stetson yeah, is so yeah, so set. Oh, he he. Yeah, I need to tell amazing. Stetson he needs to like, you know, he needs to. Um, like you can't. I guess you can't let it be known that you want to be a, become a member of like Augusta, but like. I mean, it's like for him to become like a member of Augusta. Like, are you like, trying to get around? To take are you advantage. a member of Augusta? I am not a member of Augusta. I would love. Uh, I can't uh, say it. I can't say it. I can't say it because once you say it, then you get in trouble and they don't invite you. Uh, but I would love to play around. So can I say it for you or no? If I say it for you, will that get you in trouble? Uh, let's just not push that button because I really. Okay, I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm backing off. Yeah. Back, pull it out. Thank pull you. it out. Pull Something out. I was pull good at until this most recent kid. Jesus, yeah. dude. That's I why mean, we gotta get snipped, T Bob. That's why we gotta get snipped. I know. I need to hurt. I need to stop putting that off. Um yeah, we can do it together. Um we need to go ahead and cut it off. Maybe we can do it to yeah, each other. As, as long as they're feeding, they can't really become pregnant again. Right? Ooh, boy. If you want to trust <laughs> that logic, you know what? <laughs> I have never heard of oh, Irish God. twins. Yeah, exactly. Dude. After uh, after it happened by accident this last time, I am terrified of slipping up again. Uh, and I was cocky. Yeah, I, was I cocky. do not want three. I do not uh, want three. I thought my pullout game was undefeated. Uh, CJ says, Peter Wark was one of the best college football players I've ever seen. NFL doesn't change that. I agree, which brings up the fact yeah. that we had a Peter Wark sighting last night. They got John Williams to compose an incredible theme for the College Football National Championship. I still need that theme uh, alone with just the music, ESPN. Aaron, get on the phone with your people. Make it happen. But they had Peter Work in the montage video. It was awesome. Uh, yeah, Stetson's a great college quarterback. Best Bulldog of all time. They're going to build a statue. Next question. What's the biggest... Wait, 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 the bigger question is, what, what? what's his haircut going to be? I mean, are we going curly, Stetson? Are we going... No, 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 you saw Squavis really? last night. Can we please can we please pull a pull up um from do we want if Is there's it? a statue gonna be made, are we going are we going curly? Or are we going fade? His uh his fade last night. I more like the picture like you know the OG the OG picture. The OG picture of him and Kirby, like as a recruit, yeah. and he's curly hair with the glasses. Like that's what I want. That's that's the statue I want out front. I like I like uh, I like the JUCO Stetson. JUCO Stetson is actually probably my favorite version of uh, of Stetson, where he's in that old jersey and he, I he looks like that kid Rusty Ranks, who I think like reviews beers on TikTok. I think he works for Friday Beers. Now, actually, but uh, yeah, that that's the best. Hey, first off, Blake, Blake, Blake Walters. I know I haven't. I, you know, this is dad life. T Bob and I are both getting haircuts this week. You know, we're yeah, I'm coming. We're wearing the hats. 
you know, I, mean, I made my hair you, is uh, so ridiculous. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be calling the uh, the parade on Saturday. So I may, in honor of Stetson, do a Stequavius uh, fade on Thursday. See, so if you matter. ride in the parade with the team, that's I'm not riding. Happens. I'm announcing the parade. <laughs> I'll be in a booth in the stadium. I'm not actually in any float. I'll be in the Standing booth. next to Stetson like, hey, yeah. hey I'll be like feeding, feeding him grapes and like, you know, waiting <laughs> on him. <laughs> um, what is the biggest uh, hurdle to Kirby having a Saban-esque run? Uh, I, I can next start year is how difficult the difficult the schedule is. I mean, my God, okay. that okay. schedule next year oh, is so God. tough. I don't know how they're going to three-peat team off. I don't know how they're going to three-peat. Can we pull up yeah, the schedule okay. from me? Can yeah, we please yeah, yeah, pull up yeah, this year's schedule somehow? Oh, my God. It is, it is probably the, babies, Georgia has the hardest schedule in America next season. It is. Uh, I mean, they may go eight and four. Honestly, I mean, right, I, the, right. the committee must have known that they were going to win back-to-back national championships, so they loaded the non-conference up for my Bulldogs. Yeah, so Georgia next year starts with four home games in a row <laughs> to the tune of UT Martin, Ball State, South Carolina, and UAB. Then they're going to go to Jordan Hare. Then they're going to play Kentucky at home. Five of the first six games at home. Then you go to Vanderbilt, then you have a bye because sure they deserve a bye even though they've already had like four bye weeks mixed in there to begin with. Uh then Florida and Jacksonville, again, two more home games at Mizzou and with Mizzou and Ole Miss. I don't understand it. And then at Tennessee, at Georgia Tech. Uh it's 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 it boggles the mind. It boggles the mind. And a year removed from challenging yourselves with Oregon, you've gone full Michigan. And be careful, okay? Be careful because you're pissing off the football gods, okay? You're 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 oh. already on top, and you're trying to the take first the team that goes path. three. Is this you the know first what they say? Going to go three. There's an old historical saying that I love that my guy Dan Carlin exposed me to. It's 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 a saying that describes how empires are made, Aaron, and how they uh, how they fall. Right? They say wooden clogs on the way up, silk slippers on the way down. Okay, you, you you've been on the climb, you've been fighting, you've been molded by hardship and adversity. Nick Saban, Alabama, needing to beat the guys that always beat you. You built those wooden clogs, you built those calluses, that toughness, and you made it to the top. But now you're all fat and happy, and you've adopted their Chinese culture. You're eating too much. You're drinking whatever you want. Instead of wearing animal skins, you're wearing like silk pajamas. And next day, you're like, oh, we can schedule UT Martin and Ball State and UAB. That doesn't matter. We're Georgia. They had Oklahoma. They had, they had Oklahoma. They had Oklahoma, you know, you T-Bob. You get punched in the mouth. You get punched in the mouth and you lose. Okay? The, you're, they had, you're they had Oklahoma on the schedule. And what happened? They had Oklahoma on the schedule. And our great commissioner decided that he wanted to see Georgia with a three-peat and, uh, and took him off the schedule with all the, uh, the, the restructuring of conferences. All I know is this is a bad sign. You think it's a good sign, because and, and it will be. You're going to roll the wins in all these games, but you're going to be an ill-prepared, soft football team when push comes to shove next year at the end. Ill-prepared, cocky, and soft. The three-peat will not happen. Look at me, Georgia fans. Mark this down. Remember this. Look into my eyes. You're on the edge of forgetting the face of your father. You will forget, and in the end, you will lose your way. This three-peat is not happening, and guess what? Nick Saban is coming, and you can thank David Pollock 
because he went after Nick last night. Why the hell would you poke the devil in the belly? Okay, that's a great way to end up in hell. So you ask me, what's the biggest hurdle to to Kirby Smart having a Saban-esque run? It's the Saban part of Saban-esque. Nope. nope. UJ's nope. in trouble. UJ's nope. in Not trouble. with Alabama. Not with Alabama. I'm telling you, LSU's going to win the West next year. Alabama's better find a quarterback in the portal after spring. They better hope some great quarterback. But at that point, like you're going to enter the portal as a quarterback in the spring because you're not a starter at your university. So if you can't start at your university, what gives me confidence that you could go to Alabama and do Alabama so only wins they're natties in trouble. when they have shitty quarterbacks. So that's that's patently untrue. They only win natties it's when they have shitty quarterbacks. Now yeah, think about it. Mac Jones, who's a first round quarterback. Mac Jones first Bro, round quarterback. Mac Jones sucks. Now, granted, no, they didn't, doesn't. you know, they they didn't they didn't do a they didn't do him any favors being like, hey, let's hire Patricia as the OC. Yeah. That's what insane. That? I yeah, don't know. Was, he got come on. Today. He yeah, thank today. God. But but no, but I'm not I'm not a Mac Jones believer, dude. I'm not a Mac Jones. Uh, Mickey Mouse championship, all the best receivers. I'm not really a big Mac Jones believer. Um they they Alabama. I why well, I don't know. I mean, I, this is all I don't actually know if this is true. I'm not I scared of Alabama next year. I think Alabama's uh, gonna be like a 10 and 2, 9 and 3 football team next year. See, what I'm thinking though, does Alabama zig when everybody's zagging? Do you have a Milrow or another mm. running quarterback where you go more power run and you kind of bring it back old school? Uh like yeah, but what, 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 in the NFL When's right the last now? time Alabama had a dominant running or offensive line? It's not like they've 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 shown yeah, us no, they've been dominant for offensive two years line. In a row. They've been they've been they've yeah. been crappy at the offensive line. Um yeah. I mean, they got some young receivers they like next year, but if you don't have a quarterback that can throw them the football, I don't know, man. I think Alabama's going to be good. Not once again, not great next year. Georgia, don't Georgia fans don't tell me to stop hating after reading the schedule. The schedule's infuriating. How is a person supposed to read this schedule? Like, you want to know what's wrong with college football? The best team in the country playing UT Martin, Ball State, and UAB three of the first four weeks. That's awful. Like hey, that. that hey, hey. That's awful at for Tennessee, y'all. Like, do y'all want to watch those games? Gonna be tough. At Air, do you want to watch those games? Oh, yeah, okay. Okay. Maybe. Maybe it will. I believe in Tennessee. We've talked about it. Okay. I, I, I think it will, but we don't know. The Tennessee team that's only won 33% of its SEC games over the past 15 years yeah. previous yeah. to this last year. So. Hey, what's I gotta find I gotta find the early money line on Carson Beck to win the Heisman next year. I may my might may throw my winnings from last night on that for fun. I don't think you out. can win the Heisman. I literally don't think you win the Heisman with the schedule this bad. Like like people will you be well, yeah, no, because either either his stats will suffer because he's only playing like a quarter or two. Or, no, but they got to give him a lot of um, they got to give him a lot of snaps in the first four games to get his confidence up. He's probably gonna throw about four touchdowns per game. Georgia didn't go out into this offseason like two weeks ago and get two of the best receivers in the transfer portal to not throw the football over and over and over and over again to run an offense that Munkin wants. They have the best tight end in America coming back. A.D. Mitchell, Lad McConkie. Hey, I want to Robert talk about Munkin. Forget about all those other guys. I want to talk about Munkin before you go. Munkin is a and, stun. And that's, that's what I want to ask you about because, ironically, for all the talk of Kirby and, and, and all the five stars and all the NFL players, it does seem like the final piece of the alchemical puzzle was Todd Munkin. Coming yeah, in to, to finally push you across. And, and maybe it's even the chemical is, reaction is, between him and Stetson Bennett. But, like, what, yeah. what did Todd Munkin do to get so much out of this offense? Well, this this is what drove me a little bit crazy last night. And I had to be 
respectful because, you know, Colin does write our check. So I didn't want to go too crazy on this one. But, you know, his said, you know, he said, did you hear anything I just said, T-Bob? Yeah, um, I did. As you had to be respectful okay. of Colin. Good. Yeah, don't yeah, piss off be, our boss. Yeah, I don't want to piss off our boss. Don't piss off Colin. <laughs> don't piss off Colin. So make sure he doesn't listen to this. But I thought he was completely wrong when he said the national narrative of Georgia is they're just a defensive football team. Like, I get that. Like, yes, are they one of the best defenses in the country the past two years? Hell yeah, they are. But this isn't – because he compared them to Alabama. Alabama wasn't scoring 40, 50 points a game like Georgia's been doing. Georgia's been elite on offense. And it goes back to, like, it, it's, it's hard for people to wrap their brain around it for the fact that it's not going through elite receivers. It's not going through a, a, a first-round quarterback, and it's not going through a, a first-round receiver. This is an offense that's scoring points for the tight ends, through running backs, and then receivers. It's different. It's unique. Doesn't mean it's not elite. It is elite. This is one of the best offenses in the country this year. So, yes, I know that people may think, like, oh, it's defense, defense, it's Kirby, so it has to be. No, 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 no. Todd Munkin, top three offensive coordinator in the country, one of the best offenses in the country, and part of the reason yeah. why they want back-to-back -back national championships. So people need to rethink of what this Georgia football team is about. And I think this offense will only get better next year. I think that – so, I, I mean, I think I obviously agree with you that this is an elite offense, but I do get where Colin's coming from. If you don't watch college football like we do, I think you probably do just fall back on yeah. Georgia as a defensive team. Um, so maybe you could say that's the national perspective, but it's a perspective that is ultimately wrong uh, because, yeah, they're, they're great on both. Uh, like like Alpha Dog in the chat says they literally outscored Ohio State and everyone says Ohio State is the best offense. See, so, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There you go. But, hey, you know what else kept getting brought up last night? These, oh, these three letters right here. How about that? How about that? LSU. You and Colin couldn't keep Brian Kelly out your mouth. You love to see it, dude. Brian Kelly bringing the Tigers. We don't want you to leave us, T-Bob. We love you so no, much. We don't want you to leave no, us because no. it's turning we, such a look, Georgia look, heavy show. LSU is going to start by beating Florida State's ass. After the bye, they're going to go to Tuscaloosa. They're going to beat State's that Alabama beat ass. ass again. Then they're going to be home against Florida because that's how an actual schedule works. You play multiple good teams multiple weeks in a row. And then that battle-hardened adversity uh forged tigers are going to gain revenge in a place where they beat you all too many times uh atlanta the mercedes-benz uh whatever you call it uh the bulldogs are going to get their ass kicked by lsu in the sc championship next year just called it snap season two it's a guarantee snap oh, season two right. well, i think we got a roll we're not gotta going go. anywhere this goes year round uh we got to go yeah. we love you uh huge thank you to uh ryan brumley pat gunner paul farrington danny cardenas Huge thank you to Aaron Murray. Huge thank you to all of y'all hanging out in the chat. You know that uh, we really love y'all, man. And, and and thank you for helping us grow the show. Again, if you really want to help, please, or you listen to podcasts, rate, review it. I look at them. We read them. It, it helps a ton. Uh, like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you sign up for FanDuel, use the promo code SNAPS. Shout out the FanDuel Sportsbook app. And uh, thank you to Papa Colin as well for coming on last night, for having us here, for making this all happen. Love y'all. And uh, we'll see you back tomorrow for a brand new episode of SNAPS. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.